What a gorgeous day outside. Look at all the people passing each other. Uh, look at all the people. Not social distancing. <laughs> Hopefully no one <laughs> coughed just now. I'm sure they did. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, grrr. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hey, Jamal's back. Hi, Stoney's here. Hey, everyone. We are back, back, back again. I feel like we haven't spoken to you guys in so long. <laughs> I love a nice crisp dose of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> nice and crisp in this morning chill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, we're back, and... uh. We had planned on only talking about the uh, RuPaul Super Secret Celebrity episode, but uh, after <laughs> that, we uh, we watched the HBO series We're Here, and uh, we really liked that a lot, so we decided that our second podcast day on Thursday is going to be like uh, um, a recap of both of those shows. Yeah, I mean, you know, no shade to RuPaul or RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's just like a lot. And after a team meeting and evaluating um, post-show Celebrity Drag Race, we decided we didn't need that much time to discuss as we would a regular season of Drag Race. So think of this as a bonus. We're super into we're here. Definitely. It's way better than Celebrity Drag Race, in my opinion. So... I'm probably more excited to talk about that, but it'll be good to talk about both. Like, you know, just like a little mini recap for each show. Definitely. So we'll, we'll start with RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity. And then after the break, we'll get into we're here. All right. So, um, so of course, RuPaul's Drag Race Super Secret Celebrity. Um, basically, the format of this show is that there will be, I guess, three different celebrities per episode and three different drag queens per episode. And uh, they do like a, a mini challenge of sorts. And then whoever wins gets to pick their queen they're working with and then pick the other two queens. Yeah, it's like a mixed bag of drag race challenges um, all mashed up into one show. I do love that it's for charity. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was really nice. I would have probably not liked the show to see. I'm like, why are we wasting our time seeing these quote unquote celebrities like getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is a cool thing. They do have some like good charities and that's always a good thing. Almost, it's almost like the like a fan experience. Almost is how I kind of see it. Like basically, these celebrities get to come in and like experience Drag Race in a day or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It's like, um, I know a lot of people online were like, they're not really like drag queens. They're just trying on like the outfit for the day. <laughs> yeah but you know you throw in the thing the charity aspect and you know it all it all comes together so i see it definitely so i guess we'll just introduce our cast for this week's episode um so first was nico tortorella um if you made it through all three screen movies and wanted to watch the fourth then you may have seen him there (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, listeners. I don't mean to offend at all. I had no idea who this person was. Yeah, I watched, like, I'm a fan of the Scream series, and actually Scream 4 is one of my favorite uh, of that series. That's but true. I don't remember who this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think uh, uh, then Nico... Um, identifies as non-binary so I think they may have written a book about that experience maybe that's what the book's about I don't really care enough to look into it (laughs) okay yeah I mean listeners let us know on Twitter Um, of course share the work we'd love to learn more but we're just unfamiliar yeah I don't know a whole lot about Nico but it seems like Nico is a huge fan of drag race so that was (laughs) interesting I think Nico's downfall is that they were living their jantasy. <laughs> oh my gosh, fully. Yeah, there's a little too much jantasy going on. <laughs> a, sh- a strong 115. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> the next one was uh, a gentleman named Jordan Connor from Riverdale. Um, I'm familiar with the show Riverdale. I've never watched it. I've just seen promo, but of course not enough to recognize this actor right away. Yeah, same here. Never really watched Riverdale, but it does seem like he is a real actor and (laughs) could be deemed as a celebrity. So, (laughs) Yeah, if you watch Riverdale, like you would know who he is. (laughs) Does he have like the TV star kind of male tv star glow going on no i'm just like he's on a tv series that exists and isn't like is a real it's a like a pretty big show like it's been on several seasons so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's something he has the look yes. of a tv star right i think he does yes and uh and then we get to our celebrity who got the villain edit uh jermaine <laughs> fowler <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jermaine. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I also did not know who you were. No shade. Yeah, I didn't know either, but Jermaine seems to be able to do like funny Kevin Hart impressions. So that's really cool. <laughs> I don't know. I had a hard time with Jermaine because he just seemed super like homophobic right off the bat because his entrance line was, I'm about to put on a dress. So fuck you. Oh, I mean, I didn't take that any kind of way. I was just like, okay, he's sticking it to all the haters out there, and he's here for us, so let's do it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I I enjoyed Jermaine because I thought he had an interesting story about his mom. So, like, I actually enjoyed, like, hearing his story. Um, but, yeah, he definitely – I was telling Jermaine, I was like, how did he get on this show? Did like his agent just <laughs> sign him up and think it would be a good opportunity to like have exposure or something? He was probably on like pop-up video or something on a different VH1 show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, girl, but I mean, um, it definitely seems like random placement, but I didn't catch any shade from the intro, I guess. I don't know. He just seemed the most uncomfortable. And I was like, what is your deal? But that's just me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, these are straights coming into the queer wild. So keep that in mind. Definitely. Uh, So our three special guest queens this episode were Bob the Drag Queen, Monet Exchange, and Trixie Mattel. 
Hey, Queens. Good to see you. Looking snatched. Definitely an all-star lineup, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically they have to do like all these challenges. They have to do uh, like a little course or whatever. And Jordan wins. So he gets to pick the Queens. And um, Jordan picks Trixie for himself. Nico got Monet exchange. And Jermaine got Bob the Drag Queen. Yes, yeah, solid pairings, I think. These queens can work their magic no matter who they landed. Yeah, and then for their, their maxi challenge, they had to do the snatch game. So, like, right off the bat, we're there. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I don't know, you feel like Dorothy in the tornado. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot going on in this episode. It's like mini challenge, other, other challenge, maxi challenge. Oh, untucked. And now like I'm just like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just all mixed up in the blender. <laughs> there was so much going on. So um, some of the charities they were playing for, Nico was playing for the Transgender Law Center. Uh, Jordan was playing for the Cystic Fibrosis Canada Foundation. And, Jorm- and Jermaine was playing for Rain, which um, helps uh, sexual assault victims or survivors i guess you should say so um so they play the snatch game jordan is impersonating chrissy teigen (laughs) uh nico is uh is impersonating lucille ball and jermaine is playing kavina hart (laughs) what a twist kavina yeah yeah snatch game was fun i did like i thought kavina hart was really funny I liked how they were like, LOL, Bob, you suck. You have to go play too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were just like, who's the anchor? Maybe someone kind of is like a safety net to keep the game going if the people just can't improv, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like they probably put Bob up there because Bob is the only one that probably wouldn't fuck it up out of those three. Yeah, Bob was the one that did the best in Snatch Game. (laughs) Yeah. Now, of the amateurs, um, oh my gosh, Riverdale Queen... I'm forgetting Jordan. the drag names. Oh, um, oh, it's right here in front of me. Jordan. No, they're drag names. Um, Something LaRue, right? Yeah. Babykins LaRue, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Serving um, Chrissy Teigen. So this wasn't exactly Chrissy Teigen, but it still worked for Snatch Game because they committed to a character and just played up whatever attitude they were going to serve, and it worked, I think, in the end. Definitely. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. I think Nico did well as Lucille. Um, you know, a lot of the, the, the face was there. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely 20 and the energy was right, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely had the right energy. Some of the jokes didn't land, but I definitely enjoyed the facial expression. So, yeah. Um, and then Kavina Hart was, I guess, I don't know. I'm not like a big Kevin Hart fan myself, so maybe I just didn't get the references, but. Now, I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan either because that is exactly how he speaks. Um, I think part of it is part of the act with his stand up, but it's just too choppy and staccato for me. But, um, that part was definitely right about Kevin Hart. So I think I understood who that was and putting Kevin in drag, like a good point Stoney brought up because of his controversy with the queer community. Um, yeah. Cherry on top. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought that was, it was good that 
because Kevin Hart is so homophobic that we put him <laughs> in drag. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And oh my gosh. Looks like Kevin Hart in drag. So that like that's what I see. Kind of like the Gremlin from um the girl Gremlin from that that franchise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. Um yeah, so then after that they have to walk the runway and category is um, more RuPaul words. <laughs> Supermodel, Supermodel of, the of the world. Yeah, I was like, girl, this is just RuPaul, one giant like promotion for her, her stuff. <laughs> I mean, what better time to do it than during a three-hour window of RuPaul's Drag Race on right? a Friday night? <laughs> but like, could sh- could they not afford like other songs? <laughs> 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 Look, they're they're squeezing that budget, okay? Right. I guess so. Um, but yeah, so I thought the uh the outfits were very interesting. They actually all looked pretty good. Um, I think my least favorite was probably Nico's look. <laughs> oh yeah. I think the like face beat was there, but I wasn't really like feeling the fantasy. I was definitely excited for Nico because you could tell you know, they were feeling themselves in that look. Same pose. Yes, girl, show off that hip, <laughs> you know. But I liked the Babykins LaRue. I just love the energy all around from Babykins. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt like she was bringing the energy that we needed. Um, and I don't know, the outfit made sense for her. I don't know, it seemed like... Uh, She's so sassy in drag. Jermaine, I forget what Jermaine's name was, Miss Mimi Teapot. Mimi Teapot. Yeah. Yeah, like, it just seemed like that dress, like, Rue's dress was just swallowing her. I don't know it's if... because he's little. So it's just, like, it doesn't <laughs> work for such, a, like, a little person. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, he didn't know the words to the lip sync, so I think I get points in the Fantasy <laughs> League for that. <laughs> no, girl. Uh, good God. Yeah, they all had to lip sync to see who would win. And uh, in the end, Jordan wins. Yes, it was pulling the rose out of her uh, vajayjay was what won it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, it's like the Bachelor all over again. <laughs> yeah, props to Jordan, well deserved. Um, this you could tell that he was having a genuine good time, and his heart was in the right place. I think all their hearts were in the right place, but you could just really see it in Jordan. So kudos to you, sir. Yeah, we definitely got more of a journey, like. Nico is just a super fan, so they were already excited to be there. <laughs> but yeah. um, but with uh, Jordan, there was you could tell there was some apprehension at first, but uh, over the episode, like he was really like into it, and I guess you could say that also too for Jermaine because he definitely like made it through the episode. <laughs> but there was de- there was that one point where he was like, I don't know what I, if I knew what I was signing up for here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely were a few of those moments. And I thought it was touching, though, with Jermaine about how, like, um, his mom had recently passed away. And, like, when he got put into makeup, he saw his mom. And that seemed like a really nice, like, closure for him. Yeah, that was a that was a unique kind of twist and very touching and sweet. Yeah, I, I liked that. And then also just um, with Jordan's family, too, I thought it was kind of cool that he has um, two sisters that are... I don't know if it was two sisters or one sister and a brother. One sister and his fiance. Okay, that 
were oh that came to visit but yeah one that brother, are lesbian or whatever so that mm-hmm. was kind of cool yeah yeah so that was nice um i think that storyline kind of redeemed jermaine in my eyes because uh, i was just not feeling him but um i think he was just shy the whole episode i don't know girl it was something <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i think the uh that was basically the episode i mean there's really not that much to get into they just sort of really put like you know pull out every little thing they can to basically pack one whole season into one episode and uh, i think the reason why we aren't really invested in it is because we don't really know who this quote-unquote celebrities are so it's like kind of hard to get into it yeah, I think, um, you know, no offense, the term celebrity is definitely being used loosely here. Um, it's not like it's the masked singer and you're pulling in <laughs> legends or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to have the energy for it, but maybe the future episodes be a little more entertaining. Yeah, I sure I d- hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I've I said this on Twitter. I don't know if I said it in the other podcast or not, but... To me, it just seems like a summer filler show. I don't know why we have to air at the same time as a current season airing. I don't know. Like, to me, it's just this is something that we could, like, enjoy on the side until another season comes out. But it's just like, why are we cramming it all in right now? (laughs) Yeah, I do have a little bit of celebrity tea, though. Oh. (laughs) Um, So, supposedly, RuPaul is just pulling a RuPaul and, like, screwing over the girls that are helping so um i guess they had chanel there and chanel did nico's makeup for the runway and then was just like not credited at all i saw that where monet posted like oh chanel did the makeup which i was like this is dumb like what's the purpose of having the queen yeah there if they're not did it i know that's what that's my thing it's like why have the queens there if they're not going to do the makeup because then it could be like a competition between the queens you know but it's just it's weird to me it's really not hard to just give people credit where it's due either right like all you have to do is literally have a scroll across the screen or in the credits that says you know chanel beat this mug and you know everyone's happy but you can't even get that right it's yeah it seems confusing i think i think that chanel was like one of the makeup artists for the whole season and I think they just like cut out that's the the scenes that she was in because I think she was actually on camera. Jeez, I have I don't know. Because then also too, um, they had uh, Layla McQueen there doing Jordan's makeup for the runway, who was also not credited. Well, hopefully See, there's some behind the scenes like mini Rue docu series coming out because what the hell? Why aren't these queens being credited? I don't know. Maybe like that's it's just weird to me like it's bad that they're not being credited and also weird that we're bringing in three queens who aren't like doing anything but like provide jokes you're (laughs) just using them for their names and their (laughs) platforms right is that what it is like let's pick the queens who have the most followers and put them on the show and then we'll have other hoes do their makeup basically yeah so (laughs) it's a mess i don't know girl Ooh, shade Um, all right. Well, that, that, I, I think I've talked about celebrity drag race enough, <laughs> just about <laughs> as much as I want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a quick break here and we'll be right back. 
Hey everyone, thanks for coming. We wanted to take a moment to check in on you, listener, to make sure you're taking care of yourselves during these corona-not-so-tastic times. These are crazy and unique times, so it's extra important to mind your self-care and to not get wrapped up in things you simply cannot control. Coronavirus should be taken seriously, and the guidelines that the people of the world have to follow are simple. Practice social distancing, disinfect surfaces regularly, Wear a mask and disposable gloves if possible. Stay home, work remotely if you can, and only leave the house for essential errands. And wash your damn hands, people. Remember to log off if you need a break from news or coverage during the pandemic. Give yourself social media breaks to detox and recharge. Find some fun at home and have a virtual kiki with family and friends to keep your spirits up. Get lost in some new music discoveries as well. Or better yet, listen to our podcast. If you're a new listener of the show, first of all, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Remember to leave us a review and rate us five hallelujah stars wherever you listen to our show. That's right. Hallelujah stars. Thank you in advance. You can find us on social media at TFC pod or visit us on our website. Thanks for coming podcast.com. If you're feeling lonely and don't have anyone to shade with, Feel free to drop us a line at tfcpod at gmail.com. Oh, and one other thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, I guess. Um, we are going to talk to you about we're here now. So we're here is a HBO television show. So maybe all of you... Don't have access, so I'm sorry if you don't. <laughs> sorry, girls. <laughs> Maybe you can buy the episode on iTunes or something. I would really suggest it because it was a really good series. So the whole premise of this is they are sending Bob the Drag Queen, um, Eureka O'Hara, and Shangela into um, like smaller cities and communities and basically having them stir things up. Yeah, definitely a um, interesting and scary concept. Immediately, I'm called back to Chi Wong Fu. Um, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Um, great movie. If you haven't seen it, do your homework, girls and gals and everyone in between. Uh, scary, 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 because even in 2020, you just don't know how drag queens or people of color or queer people are going to be received in these smaller towns. Yeah, it's it was really interesting. It's kind of like um a, it's kind of got a twist on like queer eyes, so it's like three drag queens going to like a small town and they kind of like explore the town a little bit and they also like kind of coach up like three people and have them perform drag. So it's kind of like each one of them has like their own person that they kind of mentor. Yeah, and shout out to Dragnificent on TLC. I haven't watched that show yet, so maybe there's touches of that as well. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Dragnificent, but maybe we can get to into that in the future. Um, on on this show, basically, yeah, they each get their own person, their own storyline, and then in the end, they all come together for one large drag show. So um, it was really interesting with um, Bob. He, I think was the person he was making over like the um like the town mayor or something he was like the he was like one of the main professors at the gettysburg university Mm -hmm. so the town they're in was in gettysburg pennsylvania Pennsylvania. 
and Bob's person was, I guess, one of the main like professors in that university, the University of Get- Gettysburg, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And um, this professor was like wanting to be a good um, uh, a lot of ally to the LGBT community there and thought that this would be a good way to show them that they're accepted. Um, with Eureka, Eureka had like this sort of like really religious mom who basically alienated her children because of her homophobia. Yeah, I am um, comparing the two really quickly going back to Bob's person. I like that he referenced, you know, him being a person of color in Gettysburg and them still dealing with racism and things like that in that town. So equating the drag and queer experience to if I can't walk in their shoes, how can I expect people to understand my experience? And you've got Eureka's person on the complete flip side who reacted the wrong way to their daughter coming out as bisexual and, you know, use the church against her, things like that. And now that relationship has been damaged to the point where the daughter has no communication for over six months, I believe was the number with the mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That storyline, like the lady that Eureka was mentoring really just annoyed me. Like, and I think partially I was like triggered just because it was like, it reminded me of like Southern Indiana in a way, (laughs) but it just seemed like she was like a total bitch to her daughter. And then like, it hadn't even been like six months and she's like already like trying to go on a TV show and like do drag to like apologize. I'm just like, girl, like maybe you shouldn't have been a bitch, but I guess like I, <laughs> everyone knows, like Stoney's not here for everyone's allowed to like, you know, have a bad moment and stuff and good for her for like, you know, realizing that it just seemed like really quick for her to just, you know, go from like uber religious to like now I'm doing drag shows within like a six month period. <laughs> right. Cause it was like the, like the last pride, like the mom was there with her, like, god hates fag sign or something you know like protesting and like her daughter saw her there holding up the sign and then yeah like six eight months later she's like you know oh now they don't live with me so now i'm like immediately like over my religious beliefs and i'm like out there like giving mom hugs and like doing drag yeah i i guess for me it's just like it's too soon girl like i'm gonna need some more time to trust you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is exactly what, you know, Dan Savage says. We've been listening to and following him for over a decade now. We're big fans of his. Um, You know, when people come out, you don't have to just accept an apology if you've been treated badly. Like, you can take time to really accept that and chew on that apology, see if it's meaningful, see if they mean it in their actions. And I support the daughter's decision, even though, you know, a big part of her might just be being an angsty teenager. But given this is a huge problem in queer life, you know, good for her for leveraging her existence, because clearly it's sending a message. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, definitely. And like her whole storyline was um, that they wanted her to like come to the drag show and thought that, um, that that would be like the mom's apology to her. And she had like very like religious uh, costumes and things in her performance. And hair high to the heavens, hair high to the heavens, just reaching up into the clouds. I know. I was just, (laughs) 
like I was just like eye rolling the whole time when she was on screen and like of course she had to like come out with like Christina Aguilera's beautiful like I'm just like come on bitch like (laughs) yeah I don't know it was like like her apology (laughs) to her daughter and it even said like I'm sorry Haley I think her name was listen we could have saved that piece of the outfit okay okay listeners let us stop maybe we're just being hateful assholes but listen this you can't just accept apologies like this because they just think they can say half-ass sorry they happen to write the right sob story to whatever producer and you land on a tv show i'm so happy like the daughter was like okay i'm here for this but i'm gonna dip out before you know that bitch sees me (laughs) yeah like she's still standing her ground she's just like listen nice that was cute but i have a party to go to so I'll talk to Miss Eureka later off camera or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> She's Honestly, like, <laughs> like her daughter in the crowd was just like all of us. Like her daughter was just like watching her mom perform and like, what the fuck? My mom's nuts. <laughs> I mean, good for the mom. Like all these people like performing is very hard, but come on girl. Now we need to her see mom. the actions. <laughs> we know words can't bring us down because my ass moved out. So what else are we going to do? Her mom was like interpretive dancing on the stage. <laughs> I mean, it didn't help either that Eureka was the mentor because I'm like, Ugh, Eureka, come on. And of course, she's got to mentor the white trash lady. Listen, Eureka did bring the church, though. OK, say what you want about Eureka. She can, you know, lip sync down. Her Haley was like, LOL, that's not Trixie. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, no, I mean, it made sense for Eureka to be there because, like, Eureka had the same, like, experience growing up with religion and stuff. And she was good in the show. She just does a lot of, like, not great things outside of the show. Yeah. Yeah. She's hit or miss, you know, Eureka, depending on what week it is in social media. Yeah, she's fine. I just had to, like, throw in a Eureka dig. For old it just time's had to sake. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, longtime <laughs> listeners know our troubled relationship and love and hate of Eureka. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the last storyline is with Shangela, and Shangela gets to mentor this little twink hunter. And uh, Hunter is a um, queer person that doesn't, I mean, the parents are, s- we're not initially supportive, but they're like sort of supportive now, but he, like Hunter wants more of with that from that relationship. Yeah, I think it's one of those um classic stories of we're here for you but we just haven't defined our boundaries on either side. Um not not in an acceptance sense, but you know the parents are wanting to be accepting but they don't know what boundaries Hunter may have and you know Hunter's trying to be out and feel the support but they don't know how far they can go. So it was nice to see them kind of break that wall. Definitely. Um, like, I guess a lot of growing up Hunter, like the parents never came to like plays or any like activities that, that they were doing. So, um, so I guess they were kind of like not feeling supported. And then in the end, in the drag show, uh, Shangela got Hunter's dad to like, drive her in on a motorcycle (laughs) yeah i thought that was really cute because you can tell the dad was trying um it's the little things i've had a similar relationship with my dad so i could understand the storyline and i just like to see anybody who's gonna try for their kid yeah it was like i think shangela wanted him to do be like a drag queen but 
um he didn't really want to do that so shangela convinced him to basically do like drag king she's like you're still wearing a wig yeah so you like <laughs> came out yeah. as like an a- exaggerated like masculine person i don't i don't know he had his like full johnny bravo like wig on yes yeah. johnny bravo <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, uh, he was looking fierce he i think he was feeling his jansacy a little bit <laughs> oh yeah i love when you um they made that comment on the show this is when they were putting hunter's wig on in the mirror they're like this is what happens to every gay boy when you put a wig on him because immediately like the persona changed in the chair i bet the dad felt the same way i think so too um and you could just see how much it meant to Hunter. Like after this drag show was over, there were lots of tears and things like that. Um, I think I was mostly moved by um, Hunter's story, and not not really the mom from the mom story, but like the the scene like when Haley comes to watch the drag was really emotional. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that with the um, professor. I mean. I don't know. I mean, it was fun to watch, I guess, but there wasn't like as big of an emotional response, I think, from that. There just wasn't. Yeah, there just wasn't like a story. Like it was more he was there to like because he wanted to put himself in like another person's shoes and he was a very accepting person. But there wasn't like kind of like the child like parent relationship there. (laughs) There was no tugged at you. There was no like direct connection to the queer community but i think the overall message of acceptance that he was putting out was good yeah and can we also talk about how fierce these like vehicles are that they're driving (laughs) around because i was like what is that is so cool i would want bobs just because i'm a bag lady anyway so it makes sense so bobs is like a purse and then first eureka was the elephant obviously yeah and then what was shangela's she I don't know what hers was, but it was like maybe it was a purse, but it had like it was just like pink and it was like had a bow on it. I don't know. Maybe it is a bow because Shangela wears like big hair oh, and poodle shirts. I like Shangela's the most. By the way, <laughs> that car was cool. Yeah, that is really that was I wanted to say too. Like Shangela during the drag performance was so like fun. Like I miss watching Shangela like perform on stage because she's just so damn good. yeah i think she like got them to let her have her own performance because like basically she was not in hunters at all (laughs) and i just love this first episode because i don't know if you caught listeners if you were able to watch that person i forget what kind of store they were in but ulta beauty they were in the makeup store and this guy was in there like i tell that nice woman i will never come in here again if because something something these those oh yeah in the beginning yeah and i was like wow well you can have a nice day and that's fine if you're just gonna keep your lips ashy like that yeah and i think that's what the store owner said they're like all right well have a good day yeah (laughs) which was you know so on point and yes there are still people out there and yeah crazy but good job hbo i love the show keep it around yeah, I thought it was funny, too. And, like, they were passing out flyers. And Eureka's like, here you go, girl. And just, like, <laughs> <laughs> Eureka's, really funny. Eureka's so messy, too. Like, she was letting the people walk by when she was coming out of the um, ice cream shop. And they must have gave her a look or something. But I lived for Eureka's response because she just was so dramatic and was like, I'm letting you walk by, bitch. And then went back to eating the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, 
leaving a gay glittery trail behind them, like walking down the sidewalk, eating this ice cream. <laughs> yes. I, in the part where Bob was like, oh, don't worry. I'm not a big, scary black man. And he goes, oh, boo. boo. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was when Bob was like walking up to like walking down the street and standing next to the confer- Confederate flag. And it was just like blowing towards him. And he was like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good shot. <laughs> yeah there was a lot of good stuff in there too like you know just them being funny as boys mm-hmm. yeah it's so fun Lots like good b-roll i loved how they just like set up shop in the park like in their like mobile homes <laughs> and like we're just hanging out <laughs> yeah they just set up this sort of like sultan uh like pillow yeah, like Copacabana sort of set up. It looks like if you've ever seen the movie Congo, like they had to tie like electric fence around their whole camp. This is like a fabulous Congo yeah. campsite. Yeah. There's just like a circle of ring lights upon lights and then these big ass tents and they're just having a dance party in the center. <laughs> yeah. Like keep they- out straights. <laughs> yeah. Keep away straights. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no, I thought this was a really great idea for a show. It's really interesting. I love the message. Uh, you know, I love the queerness. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll, I think we'll plan on continuing to cover that. Yeah, I would like to. I think this is a good little um, something fresh and fun to talk about still within the drag race realm, but a little outside. I plan to stay tuned in. Yeah, I'm excited to keep talking about it because it's, definitely one of those series like going to these smaller towns it's really interesting and we get to see a lot out of you know the three queens um you know that we haven't seen before kind of like out of drag and like just doing um you know going through the town so i'm really looking forward to that yeah so we'll just like suffer through three weeks of celebrity drag race and then we can (laughs) and then we can just have fun talking about we're here that's right. Listeners, we're going to do our best with Celebrity Drag Race, so um, don't count us out. There will be some tea, but yeah, maybe just not as much. Yeah. Well, that is uh, your second podcast for the week. Hopefully you guys all feel fed. You know, we're just over here trying to pop the corns and feel the children. That's right. Keeping you nice and satiated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so hopefully you guys get all caught up it's very important for you guys to continue to listen because now we're putting out so much content for you so you'll get like fallen behind real quick so that's right don't forget to tell a friend join the party yes queens we'll be back next week with a uh, season 12 episode on tuesday see you then listeners bye, bye. goodbye bitch